0: Welcome to the Nerd Party. Welcome to Time and Space, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Jessica Nunn,
1: and I'm her husband and co-host Philip Gilfus. As we continue our journey in the Tenant Era, we're going to kind of close it out in some respects here. And so, to continue on that journey with us, kind of to the journey, if you will.
0: i, I thought
2: that several times. <laughs> um,
1: is almost uh, almost the unofficial third co-host of the show, Charlene Schmidt. Char, welcome back.
2: Hello. Thank you for having me back once again. We're gonna close out the David Tennant era, you guys. There's wads of tissues on the desk. There. Oh man, I should have brought them. I oh, I I swore I wasn't gonna cry.
1: (laughs) Well, uh, I don't
2: want it to be over.
0: (laughs) I don't want to go.
1: Well, before we uh, get to the, these last specials, because we had Sharon previously talk about sort of the regular hand quote, regular season f- series four, um, because you know we, the, I, I'm guiding you through your Doctor Who experience for better or for worse. Sharon, I said, well, you know, <laughs> since you have a Doctor break, it's always a good chance to take a respite, and so I suggested that you indulge in the 1996 BBC Fox joint production <laughs> of the Doctor Who movie.
2: Yes, and I did.
1: As the eighth Doctor.
2: Oh boy, I I have thoughts.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What was your uh, good, bad, and ugly there?
2: Okay. The good was that they tried something kind of different. The bad was they tried something so different that it barely felt like Doctor Who.
3: Mm.
2: (laughs) Like, I felt like I was watching your average 1996 American. Action slash maybe attempt at horror film, complete with car chases and a romantic kiss at the end. It had it all, but I wasn't that impressed. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this was a strange merging. I felt of what I little I know of kind of classic Who, where you've got a very kind of classic looking Doctor, but trying to exist in a more modern world and in America, no less, not in England. And I just don't know for sure if it worked.
1: (laughs) Well, it obviously didn't, because that was all there was. So uh,
2: (laughs) (laughs) there There we go. go. The
0: Eighth Doctor goes on to have a long-storied career in audiobooks. Yeah, and the big
1: finish.
2: Oh, that's good. Yeah. I'm glad for that, because I did like the Doctor, but Mm -hmm. I was not really a, a big fan of Grace or Lee. Those characters just really didn't seem nailed down to me.
1: And now you got your, speaking of a new doctor for you, you also got a new master, Eric Roberts.
2: Yes! Okay, let's talk about this. This master is much less manic and hungry than other incarnations I have seen. So to see him so uh, toned down compared to what I'm used to, uh, whoa.
1: That's funny.
2: Did you misplace your uppers? What's going on? (laughs) (laughs) I think
1: only in comparison... Can Eric Roberts' performance in this be described as toned down? Yeah. So, uh, but, but no, I, I, I don't, Now, no, that said,
2: I, though, uh-huh. I really appreciate that this is a story that's not, the you know, the Doctor against having to save the universe against the Daleks or the Cybermen or whatever massive enemy threat it is. You no, know, it's, it's a man-on-man battle. Mm-hmm. Mono E. Mono. In the
1: heart of the TARDIS, Time Lordo, uh, Tom Lordo. Yes. <laughs>
2: yes. And the TARDIS looks so much simpler than how we see it now, but I'm mm-hmm. sure in 1996 it looked really good. Like, I really like the more classic-looking elements that are that look old-timey, even by 1996 standards, that seem to just have a certain charm to them, but the nice blue glowing centerpiece, that's cool.
1: Yeah, and having it be sort of a... Um sitting room I don't know how to yeah. describe drawing it drawing um, I might throw some people off but it's because you know in the classic series it's you know three walls and a console and that's about it um, uh-huh. but this is an actual we have a budget we can actually make it look bigger on the inside um, so yeah.
2: yeah and it was fun how they played with that in the actual adventure where mm-hmm. I think it was Lee he goes into the TARDIS and then has to go back out and walks around <laughs> trying to figure out what in the world he just saw <laughs> that was really cool <laughs> It's smaller on
1: the outside. Much. I think um, we were watching uh, a YouTube show um, from College Humor the other day. I forget the term they invented for Highlander, about something that you could erase from the canon. You have the line in the Doctor Who movie that his mother or father was half, or he's half human.
2: Oh, right. Yes. Okay. I had questions about this. What yeah. the heck are they talking about? Am I missing something? <laughs>
1: no. I, think, I think most people ignore it, to tell you the yeah. truth.
2: Yeah, that part of it is okay. not canon.
1: <laughs>
2: oh, okay. So that just didn't actually happen. I see. Because I mean, they mentioned that more than once in this movie. And I thought, am I missing some Doctor Who lore here? I really don't know where this is coming from. What did I miss? But <laughs> it no. turns out I didn't, huh? Okay. No.
1: I think it's I mean I I don't know this for a fact, but one would assume it's just the producers going, "Oh, we want to make him relatable, so make him half human, you know, or something." So
2: No, we need him to be the yeah. Time Lord crazy timey-wimey guy.
1: Mhm. Yeah. Yes. And we're still wondering uh who keeps um rooms of mirrors in a hospital, but they do. So no.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I, th- I thought you needed that experience to tick off there since you had the time. So. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have to go back now and rewatch more of my history that I do have with the Master because in this incarnation, he gets absorbed into the eye. Mm
3: hmm. Sure. And
2: then I just need to bridge that gap between then and then when he does come back.
1: Well, now, this is pre time war, presumably. So.
2: Oh, that, yeah. Oh, okay, oh, no, so. Definitely. It is, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> no, that's all right. I get sometimes
2: that I still have more to watch. hmm
1: Well, yeah, and again, like, because, you, not to get into it, though, we will get into it uh, when we talk about Rassilon and, and Gallifrey, that, you know, I think the brilliancy of when I was watching Doctor Who, and the same that you've watched, you know, 9 through 10, is we hear so much about the Time Lord, you feel like you've watched it, but if you go back, there's no Time War episode. You've, we've never no. seen it. And yeah, in our head we're like, well we know it happened and he did this and he did that. We did we've never seen any of that. It's just by dropping little bits from Mm -hmm. the ninth doctor and the tenth doctor. It's completely in our head but we've never seen the time war. But but you know like the doctor did something that killed all the time. But like you've seen it, you don't know exactly what he did and you know, so
2: Yeah. What the
0: heck, guys? (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Although to be fair, you started me the first episode I saw with you was Mm the fiftieth anniversary. Mm -hmm. So that was the
2: first.
1: Mm-hmm. So.
2: Yeah, we. So, yeah, so one other footnote I have on the whole mm-hmm. 1996 movie is there's not one mention of the Y2K bug. I know. They they Three, didn't two, see one. that coming, did they? <laughs> 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 it was Just, kind of funny, given that they were doing the whole 1999 to 2000 thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that's the year everything changes, according to Torchwood. <laughs> All right. Well, so let's get into it. Um, so just to set the scene, um, and, I, and I'm, I, this is kind of what from the, the Clever Dick films, it's not necessarily off my knowledge, but I assume at this point, you know, it's been announced that Russell T. Davies, the producer, is going to be leaving Doctor Who. David Tennant has announced he's leaving Doctor Who um, and following that. So now we sort of have like, in order to finish series four, we're we'll just kind of do these specials and then call it call it a day. So... We already talked about the next Doctor. Last episode, we were together. So we will begin with Planet of the Dead.
2: Okay, the uh, Doctor Who Mission Impossible crossover. At least that's how it started out. Yes. (laughs) What program am I watching here?
1: (laughs) With Lady Christina, a.k.a. Michelle Ryan.
2: Yes. Interesting character. I wondered for a long time, is she somehow connected to Time Lords? She has the otherworldly quality, but... It seems perfectly plausible that there can be other species out here in the universe that have superhuman powers that aren't Time Lords. Mm-hmm. And apparently she's one of them. And really, I mean, I would love to see the Doctor and Christina team up again. They're, yeah, they're an interesting duo.
1: She did get – of course, I'm going to say this. And honestly, this is true for every character that you'll ever like or don't ever like. Or, uh, she has her own Big Finish uh, series. Uh, oh really Christina yeah so I have not listened because I I liked Michelle Ryan and so interested in what she would bring to the table in her own series but um.
2: yeah and I really like the story here too where the insect creatures don't really mean to cause any harm or problems but they do (laughs) and it creates this dilemma and it's got to be solved and that's it that's the simple story it's a fun adventure and sometimes that's all it needs to be
1: yeah, there's not, again, not necessarily critique, not much of this episode, you know. Escaping a bus to the desert planet, bugs are going to eat the planet, got to figure out how to leave the planet. I mean, that's... So. There
2: you go. Those are the steps. <laughs> Let's have some fun along the way.
1: What'd you think of the uh, fan stand-in character, the Oh, unit? Malcolm! Yes.
2: Malcolm is all of us. He's just this ultimate fanboy drooling over Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I loved it. Mm-hmm. It was a nice little nod, I felt.
1: And then what did you think while watching at the end with, uh, and I forget the young lady's name, who turns to the doctor and says, he will knock four times.
2: Uh, yeah, that kind of sets the stage of, we know that the doctor is going to die mm. slash regenerate. They could have nailed that in a little more, could they? <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, did you have any any uh, predictions hearing that line, or were you just like, I don't know?
2: I had no idea what it meant. Knock four times. All mm-hmm. I could think of was that song. It uh-huh. says knock three times on the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's what I was thinking. All I right. I wasn't going too far with it, to be honest. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Well, I
2: figured on. they'll show me in time. In We've time. got some. We got more episodes to go here.
1: Next, we have the waters of Mars. What do you think of yeah. the water zombie flick?
2: Oh man, okay, this was this was a really interesting episode. There were times I loved it, and there were times that I hated it. And now I kind of love it because it got me to actually hate on the Doctor a little bit. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> there, I mean, he reaches a point where I think we saw the Doctor a little bit. I don't want to say out of character, but. Outside of his normal boundaries, like he does go too far and then he recognizes it. I don't know if it's just hubris or what, but he makes a mistake. He gets a little too arrogant. He gets a little too cocky and he has to pay a price for that. That was really interesting to say because that I felt he suddenly became the enemy of the story rather than the hero. And I don't (laughs) think I've seen that in Doctor Who yet. So, wow, way to flip the script on me. I was baffled at what I was feeling. (laughs) I went back a little bit watching this episode. Okay, I am following this correctly, right? He is doing all of this. And I wondered what sort of weird twisted ending is going to happen here where everything is all right again. Because Doctor Who doesn't have an anti-hero. Right. And yet the Doctor's actions here really had me wondering what is up with his psyche? What is... What has changed exactly?
1: It reminds me, um, again, watching uh, the documentary we'll talk about of, uh, Doc, or excuse me, of Donna during the Christmas um, special that she did, Runaway Bride. And you know, she's like, you need to find someone. He's like, I don't. He's like, no, y- you do.
0: You really do,
3: yeah. <laughs>
1: and so because in Waters of Mars, I mean, in as much as he had Lady Christina uh, last special, he really doesn't have a companion. I mean, yes, he has the cast of characters. But he doesn't really have a companion per se in this special.
2: Yeah, the closest thing maybe, and she's not a companion, but mm. he at least has Adelaide Brooke mm-hmm. questioning him.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she stands up to him. It's an issue that that keeps coming back. I mean, River says the same thing at some point that you don't, you shouldn't be alone.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then later on, when things go a little bit wonky with Clara. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, the two of them together is not a good idea. There's no sort of nobody to to put on the brakes.
3: Mm-hmm. So,
2: so the yeah. doctor needs to be checked, and that's – this is sort of an example of what happens when he's not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Interesting. That really it, helps put it into perspective.
3: Yeah,
1: because, I, mean, I mean, I don't want to ruin anything, but I feel like this is part of the uh, evolution, and and you could criticize it as it goes on through the years, of – you know, the powerful God that is the doctor, you know. Um you know, because the nine, I don't know, you know, was it was and then ten, but now we're getting to the point of like, I can do anything. Um, you know, and so <laughs> does it ever go too far, you'll have to answer that the next series, I guess. But anyway,
3: Ooh,
2: um okay. and by I mean,
1: I mean the whole run of eleven, not just yeah. the next season. But um I see. Yeah. The lonely god, you know, that's sort of the Um but yeah, this is the Time Lord Victorious. Uh so
2: Yes. And with this whole underlying current of knowing that the Doctor is going to die, I did question, just watching this episode, is something that happens here a part of what makes the Doctor die? It mm-hmm. did help me. It it got me thinking. It made me raise those questions. So really, this whole time I'm watching the specials, I just thought, well, what's going to make the Doctor die? How is he mm-hmm. going to die? The whole time. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I and mean, in some ways, it's, I think it's good or bad. I don't know if there's a, a rhyme or reason. I'm trying to think now to every doctor after this. Like, when should you... I mean, if you can. Sometimes you just can't help it. But if you can help it, when should you time the announcement? Mm. Given that you're then saying, you know, obviously, you know, there's going to be a regeneration like, X episodes. But, like, something sure. like this with all this, you know, having done the regular season, the specials can, are sort of like that with the fan theory of what what are we going to do? You know, drip drop, drip drop. So.
0: Although, I think... At least lately, it's become a little bit of a um, an expected three seasons mm-hmm. and you're gone kind of thing. So, yeah.
2: That's the standard, right? Is three that's seasons the and then yeah. that's it. Yeah. It's yeah. Like I'm not really looking forward to this coming season uh, being Jody's last either. But we've yeah. mentioned that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Shortened, if I remember correctly. But anyway. Um, <laughs> so, let's get into it. The End of Time, parts one and two.
2: Oh, Grandpa gets an adventure. (laughs) (laughs) That made me so happy. I mean, if there's anybody in Doctor Who who deserved to go and have a little bit of fun, it's him. He's so lovely, isn't he? I love him so much. I want him to be my grandpa. I
1: know. (laughs) What, What did you think? I think... This isn't necessarily my favorite, but i I'm interested in what you think. Um one of the standout scenes from part one at least, and it is kind of dramatic, I might say melodramatic, and it 'cause it's nothing to do with the story, really, is um the doctor and grandpa uh, at the diner or wherever it is they are, and the doctor just looking at him like, I'm going to die And talking about what it's like to die and you know, and just having that moment there.
2: That little moment of catharsis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And here we have Grandpa. I mean, he he's not young. He knows his time is limited. It was very cool having that weird juxtaposition of this very young-looking guy talking with an older guy, and they're both mm. discussing the finality of death.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It's very cool. Yeah. I, I loved seeing the Master one more time.
3: <laughs> and, and did,
1: did you expect him ever to come back again?
2: <laughs> well, you kind of dropped a hint that I would probably see him in, a, in an incarn- incarnation before 13th Doctor met up with the Master. So I didn't necessarily expect it here, but then when he does show up, I thought, oh, that's the Master. Okay, okay. <laughs> and uh, this Master is very extramanic when he's hungry. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> It was crazy watching all that fast-forwarded footage. Just, dang. How many Big Macs did that poor guy have to eat?
1: Yeah, Of course, he has the Dragon Ball Z powers now. So,
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. I think I do like the Master the most as a nemesis to the Doctor
3: mm-hmm.
2: right now. Especially after watching this two-parter. Like, this was really good. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> But really, so far, everything I've seen of the Master, I have enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it more than the Cybermen or the Daleks. Okay. Yeah. I feel like this is a very fitting enemy of the Doctor. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, if you ever want to watch Third Doctor, he's in every Bloomin' episode. (laughs) Okay.
2: Yeah, I very well might have to. (laughs) I've got to know the whole intricate story, right? These two have it.
1: Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, And then we sort of have the... uh... (laughs) Doctor's crazy, or excuse me, the doctor, the master's crazy plan. And when you're talking about special effects, it just have like the Obama shaking.
2: Oh head. right, <laughs> yes, President Obama, scratch out Obama. It's the master. That was yeah. <laughs> that was creepy looking. I loved it.
1: Mm-hmm. Speaking <laughs> of having to, wear – Johnson's having to like wear a dress now, wear this, now wear this, and then now wear this. Then, oh.
2: Yeah, I wonder just exactly how much work did that take, or was it all CGI'd? <laughs> crazy
1: um, yeah and sort of the I mean would what, you th- part one I don't know if you, you necessarily segregated it in your head and or just watch the whole thing in one sitting but then you know what would you think of sort of you know we get to see Donna the return of Donna
3: right
2: the, yeah gosh <laughs> they really just want to break my heart with that
3: <laughs>
2: uh, I thought Donna had her day and we weren't going to go there again but oh no we do. <laughs>
1: smushing your face in it
2: oh for real though yeah it's it was awesome i loved seeing her just because i love that character and in fact i think i love her more and more each time we do see her just she is just such a unique companion
3: Mm
2: -hmm. yeah and you know why it helped uh the philip the philip dick not philip sorry the what is it the a clever clever Dick. dick review Please edit that out. <laughs> the review kind of told me why I think I like Donna so much. It's because they didn't necessarily go for the romance angle.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Which I've largely maybe ignored as far as, like, with Martha and maybe even a little bit with Rose. Not considering just how prominent that is in the Doctor Who lore. How, he, how often he falls in love with his companions.
3: Mm-hmm
2: and she's just no donna's just there as a team player there's it doesn't seem like there's really romantic feelings mm. and i am okay with that
1: yeah <laughs> you know yeah, and just to circle back it's like uh and, and again this is generalized you'll meet uh, you know every fan has their opinion but like i think with the eighth doctor i think british audiences were, were hungry for the doctor who movie and so i think they enjoyed it generally speaking i think americans didn't as much but of course, The Doctor Who movie is the first time the Doctor kisses anyone, and so then that yeah. sort of opened up the floodgates for when Russell came.
2: Oh, how interesting! You know. Now it's canon, <laughs> <laughs>
1: now he's a kissy Doctor. So,
2: I wondered how the British audience was re- well di- received or didn't receive mm-hmm. the Doctor Who movie because I could just see how the Brits would say, What is this piece of trash? <laughs>
1: And I think it was uh, again, general speaking. General speaking, I think the Doctor Who fans were so thirsty because it, it, it was canceled in '89. So this is okay. almost almost a decade, and they're like, "We'll take what you got. What do you got? Yeah. What do you got for it?" <laughs> and,
3: and,
0: <laughs> yeah, and it didn't. It definitely didn't bring any new fans in, but people who were already hardcore Doctor Who are are you know sort of they gonna, were into gonna it. Take it, yeah.
2: Oh, okay, it yeah. did feel sort of like a failed pilot, though. <clears throat> Where yeah. they were trying to bring more people exactly. in, reestablish was, so. a new audience. And where the 2005 reboot did work, this failed. So they yeah. obviously learned from some mistakes.
0: I think they were also trying too many things. They were trying to bring in new audiences, both American and British. And so. Mm-hmm. I don't think that was ever going to work. The British folks who had never seen Doctor Who were going to look at that and be like, well, that's really American. And the American people are going to look at it and go, I don't understand any of this. And, you know, if they'd maybe stuck with, we're going to try to reboot this just to bring in, to see if there's new British interest, like they did with the Ninth Doctor, I think they would have would have had better success. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. And it might be worth maybe checking, so. out, checking out the... Uh clever dick films eighth doctor uh documentary because it 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 covers a lot about doctor who not being on the air and what that was like sort of the the, you know that era
2: oh yeah yeah i'll have to check that out just to understand how things felt for the audience at the time i love those reviews by the way they're so good (laughs) aren't they fantastic
1: and would you think they are so good the end the part one reveal about who the narrator was
2: the, wait, I'm sorry. The narrator
1: of uh, uh, the of the part one when it's revealed that it's been Rassilon and the Time Lords and they're oh, back, baby.
2: Right. Okay. Yeah. I at first I had no idea what the heck. What? What? What are these all Time Lords? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because I haven't really seen much of... Oh,
1: that's true, yeah. yeah. you got yeah. to recognize Lords, the headgear. Yeah, that's all very Mm-mm. classic era Time Lord. Yeah, as yeah. soon
2: as you see the, the
0: outfit, you're like, oh,
2: God. Mm-hmm. I figured it out, but it took me a lot longer than I'm sure it did mm-hmm. everybody else.
1: You're all like, why is James Bond... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, What you, what do you think of the return of the Time Lords in Part 2 and their plans and you
2: know it created a really interesting conundrum for the doctor didn't it mm. i love loved the sequence of the doctor refusing to take the gun like it all costs until he learns that the time lords are involved
3: <laughs> in that particular part of the sequence
2: <laughs> yeah well and it's i mean the, yeah the doctor and guns is kind of a you know, it's it's a mixed bag. I totally understand why he doesn't want to do that. And yet, as <laughs> soon as he learns that, he's just like, gimme, we're going to do this. Yeah, and, and then I- Granddad goes on the adventure of his life, shooting away.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, we get the the Star Wars. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> lots of pew pew pewing. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that I, that was adorable. <laughs> you know? I, know. I, just I mean, he's just enjoying him, it yeah. so much. How can't I not enjoy it too? Oh, uh,
0: he
3: and the cactus people. Yeah, yeah.
2: You need
0: to read his autobiography or his memoir. Uh Bernard Cribbins, Cribbins. National yeah. Treasure Oh, so delightful and I think that it was probably recorded I suspect that what he did was talked into a microphone and somebody turned it into you know somebody ghost wrote it because okay. the entire book is just in his voice it's just amazing Ooh. it's fantastic mm. um, yeah it's a good
2: oh yeah that sounds delightful good memoir yeah yeah. Okay. And I bet he has had a very interesting, uh, adventurous life of his own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From his time in World War II.
1: Yeah. He's no. Oh,
2: On... he fought in the war. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to know how he got into acting. If that's something he always wanted to do or what have you, I'll have to check it out. I'll yeah. Have to yeah. check it out. <laughs> Worth it, definitely. Okay. Cool. I was genuinely worried that. Granddad was going to be Chernobyled in the chamber from the radiation. Mm-hmm. And then of course we'd get the the outburst, right? Mm-hmm. From David Tennant. I can't believe this is how it's going to end.
1: Mm-hmm. Well how how were you, you know, when the Time Lords had, and the Master had Been Vanquished and you had that relief and the tenth doctor and then you just heard
3: doot doot doot? Doo. <laughs>
2: I, you know, I'd uh, been expecting this the whole time now, so I thought, okay, here we go.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I was, I was ready.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I knew it was going to happen eventually, uh-huh. so I thought, okay, if this is happening now, it's happening. Okay, but for it to be granddad, I know, I know that was the real heartbreaker. Was I don't want any harm on him. No. Don't make him suffer. Don't don't <laughs> yeah. give him radiation burns. No. I can't. You have
1: to sacrifice your favorite doctor though.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. So honestly, when the doctor is just screaming out so much more, I'm mm. thinking, "Yeah, dude, I want that too."
1: <laughs> <laughs> Series 5, let's do it.
2: <laughs> right. I mean really, if there weren't this kind of Well, I don't know if it was an established precedent yet at this time for the three years, but I didn't learn until I watched the review of the timing, why things happened the way they did, where David Tennant felt like he'd done what he wanted to do, and then it was really, though, Russell T. Davies, Mm -hmm. who had to step down due to his health, that it was actually a very smart idea to make a clean break with them both at that point. So. Knowing that, I feel a whole lot better about saying goodbye to David Tennant in A Tenth Doctor. And Russell T. Davies, I really like his stories. Mm. Mm-hmm. He's probably my favorite of the Doctor Who writers that I've experienced so far. But even so, it sucks <laughs> saying goodbye when you really like the work that you're watching. Yes,
1: yeah. Uh, how much were you squealing during the reward farewells, and which one did you squeal
2: about? <laughs> you know, the thing is, is we already had a certain amount of medley going through all of the favorites before. Mm-hmm. So to do it again felt a little excessive, and yet I completely understand why they're doing it. So mm-hmm. if I had not just finished the last season a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. if it had been a full year probably, or what, however long it was mm-hmm. when this aired... I probably would have been. Oh my god! I can't believe I'm going to see Captain Jack again, and then we're going to go see Sarah Jane and her son again, and oh my god! And there's Rose.
3: And <laughs> that
2: particular point in time was just so freaking good.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, just
1: just to go. I, don't, I can't remember the order. I'll just go one by one. But like, um, uh, well, you had the Sarah Jane one. I mean, that was fine. That's the Sarah Jane Adventures with what's his face, the kid. Um, yeah. You know that was that was fine. Just have that stare, and then. Um, what did you think about who Martha ended up with? Uh,
2: you know, I didn't think too terribly much about it.
1: Okay. You never thought she was for Ricky Mickey getting married? Yeah.
2: I, okay. I really, I don't know. I just never really got too invested in all of that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, okay. Go live your life, Martha. That's all I really <laughs> want for her is to be happy. Oh, yeah.
1: And then I, the one, when I think when I first watched I was kind of like, okay, that's a throwaway. I don't even know why they chose that. But I think going back to it on subsequent viewings, it now hits me harder with um, the descendant yeah. from the family blood, you know, with the, um, the, the book John signing. When he was John Smith,
0: yeah, at the book signing.
1: And you know,
0: mm, Yeah. See, I really
2: love that one.
1: Was she happy at the end, you know?
2: Yeah. 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 So question for you as the longer veteran mm. fans, is this whole medley of him saying goodbye to the people he loves – was it heartwarming? Did you like it? Was it excessive?
0: I love it. I like to see everybody again, I, and also I think, possibly as a as somebody in theater, I just love that they're able to get all those people back every time. I, yeah, I that just, is pretty cool. Every time I see that, I'm like, oh my god, these people must love what they've done with this to uh, come back so many every times. Time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I just think that says something really special about the production as well. Um,
1: yeah, I th- my first time, I w- when I watched this live, because I remember watching it live. Uh, well, I don't know if it was live. I think it was. Um, I remember thinking, because 10 is not my favorite. I have Nothing against him. But I don't love him as much as people who love him love him. And I just remember thinking, like, they are so milking this. <laughs> but, yeah. but I, you know, because it's like, yeah. the, oh, I don't want to go. I'm like, yeah, but you said you wanted to go as an actor. So I, like, you're all like, pretending. Like, I don't really want to go. Yeah, yeah, you're the one choosing to go. But, I mean, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> you know. Yeah, uh, he's like, oh, yeah. I don't want to go. They're forcing me. They're firing me, basically. Like not um
2: Yeah, I mean, really. I thought this was David Tennant's last hurrah, only to realize no, this was Russell T Davies' last hurrah. Yeah. He's the one who's really saying goodbye <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah. So he's yeah. The, that one final characters. salute. That was oh, that was almost as uh, powerful as when the Doctor quivers his lip
3: <laughs> when Verdi
2: asks if he's happy. Yeah. Man, yeah. that says so much with zero words.
1: I, I do love the um, the gift he gives. Everybody. You know, he saves the kids' life. He saves uh, Martha and Ricky Mickey's life. Um, you know, he touches base with the descendant, and he gets Captain Jack laid. You know, it's it's all the same, the same. Uh, right? You know,
2: I'm they have so good the lottery ticket. Yep.
1: Oh, that's true. Yep. There you go.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
2: I thought that was pretty cute. Like, the doctor's not afraid of cheating just a little bit for those he really loves.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> They're going to be fine.
3: I yeah. Thought, and really it was
2: kind of cool seeing the wedding once again. Like, it sort of brought it all home.
1: hmm The one that it works out with this time. <laughs>
2: yeah. 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 And then Matt Smith. Oh, hi.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and it looks like he's going to make one hell of an entrance on Earth. So, no. more adventures to look forward to. <sighs>
1: it's so funny to always see him because he's so young. But yes. I'm...
2: Oh, and the from the very first episode, <laughs> that
0: you're going to love the first episode. It's just okay.
1: The eleventh hour. Yeah,
0: it's yeah.
1: Yeah, I I I mean again, not to build it up, but I just feel like he lands it because I think mm. um
0: For, uh, yeah hits the ground running because both literally and on the
2: telly. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I figured. <laughs>
1: Because there's not a lot to compare it to... Well, I mean, like, with the Ninth Doctor, there's no really first episode. I mean, it's him, but, you know. uh Uh, The Christmas special, or Invade... It's not the Christmas Invasion, because that's the Ninth Doctor, but you know what I'm talking about. Um, Or the Christmas episode with the Tenth Doctor. uh, You know, he's in bed three-fourths of the time. So you really get, like, that last ten minutes. And then you've seen the Thirteenth Doctor, um, which I don't know. I think she she was pretty much in it. Mm -hmm. Um, But... You know, yeah, but know. they
2: have to find their footing a little bit. They're a little disoriented, have to get their bearings back a little bit. But you're t- like, so with Matt Smith, it sounds th- like there's me- none of that. He's ready to go.
1: <laughs> it kind of reminds me to, to translate it for you. As far as like Star Trek pilots, it's very caretaker. You're getting what you're getting.
2: All right. Right, right, right. there. Yeah, it's, I'm with
0: le- less, it's less about the doctor being, because there's still going to be wibbly wobbly moments. <laughs> but Matt Smith nails it.
1: He knows his character, basically. right
0: out of the box.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. All right. That's good, because I need that energy after watching David Tennant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: And just so impressive for somebody that young.
1: Yeah. He, tw- God, he's so sicking. Like, How old? 20, 26, I want to say.
2: Yeah, okay. That's pretty young. He's little. Yeah. He's a baby. Unless you know, um, was
1: 28, something like that, but he was... But, late, oh. Mid to late 20s. Okay. Yeah.
2: Well, okay, and Tennant was how old when he played the Doctor? Because he looks pretty young. Yeah. But maybe yeah, like but what? He's early got a 30s? Baby
0: face.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, I don't know how
0: old.
1: I have look was. it up. Yeah. Because um, Matt is the youngest. The next youngest was the fifth Doctor. Peter Davison was pretty young. He
3: mm-hmm. was
1: 30.
2: David Tennant's father-in-law.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh. That
2: whole dynamic, it still blows my mind.
1: Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I think we looked this up once, and I can't remember, like, I don't know. Tom Baker may have been the same age as David Tennant when he started, because, you know.
3: Yeah.
2: So, oh, know. really? Because they look totally different <laughs> okay but that's that's good to know like for the record for your listening audience in case you forgot i don't look up any background information <laughs> i try to experience this as raw as possible
3: yeah so yeah, what maybe.
2: i learn is what you tell me and what i see in the reviews after the fact yeah
1: but i, I like i think you could tell that the production team is leaving because they're like we're just going to destroy the set uh, uh you know
2: they did what
1: <laughs> you, know, you see the tardis exploding you know, during the regeneration, and they're like, yeah, Uh we're we're just, you know, you bring in your own set, you bring in your own doctor, you bring your own thing. So we're we're going
2: to redecorate.
1: (laughs) Don't like it. Yes, yes.
2: Okay, so it's going to be an all-new Doctor, all-new Companion, all-new TARDIS, everything is brand new.
1: All All New showrunner. Yeah, Yeah. because this would be your, your, uh, I mean, other than the 13th Doctor, but you weren't coming from anything, but this is your first clean slate regeneration.
2: Yes. Yes, it is. Mm. So, Muffet era, here we come.
1: Yeah, it's basically a reset button. But why I I always suggest it's a good starting point, you know, depending on who I'm talking to. Before the 13th Doctor, I would have always said start at 11 because it's the most modern. Mm -hmm. And it's a clean slate, so you can basically start from zero. Because, I mean, basically that's why I think a good thing about 11 is you're starting from zero. Yeah. Even if you've never seen anything before, you know, or if you have, you know, but like...
2: Okay. When I'm watching it, I'm going to have to be thinking about that. Where if this had been my introduction, mm-hmm. mm, you know, how to how would I like that compared to thirteenth? Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, I I'm like... so excited for you. Yeah, <laughs> 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 well, I'll get started in a few days. Thursday <laughs> nights are my Doctor Who nights. Nice. My husband plays poker.
1: All right. Well, any uh, any thoughts about the? End of time, before we get to the the behind-the-scenes of it all?
2: Well, I mean, if you're going to go out, go big. And they did. I mean, really, all of these specials, they felt like little movies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The production values were high. The acting was superb. Of course, you've got big, grand stories. They did a lot with it. And it really felt like just a massive farewell, though, which was Mm -hmm. both good and heart-wrenching at the same time as a fan. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad
2: I got to binge them in quick succession. (laughs) Yeah.
1: No time to mourn.
2: (laughs) No. (laughs) And I'm okay with that, because I've loved the David Tennant era. I really have. I mean, learning that he was a lifelong fan of the show, it really shows just how much this means to him, the energy he brings to the Doctor. Uh, Yeah, you can't ask for a whole lot better. And really as as uh, the especially with the doc- with Dr Who reaching such an apex in popularity you kind of think well what could they possibly do to mm-hmm. keep this momentum going and mm-hmm.
3: then
2: i'm about to find out I'm about so to
3: find
2: <laughs> the bar is high
3: it is it
1: is i think it was hard i mean you're, you if you're matt going after tenet i mean that's 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 not easy
2: At a lot of pressure as much as david age. tenet felt pressure <laughs> yeah you know i feel like the stakes are even higher for matt smith yeah.
1: yeah all right well with that let's go into the TARDIS library whoosh,
2: whoosh, whoosh, whoosh.
1: when you close your eyes I go to the library go to the library now we're going to be continuing talking about our clever dick films review and he has finally after much hard work released his review of the Tenet era so um, I think uh, we spent most of it watching uh, Jessica just um, fawning over the picture of young David.
3: Oh, <laughs> with those
0: little
2: NHS glasses. Oh, so cute. <laughs> He's adorable. He's such a little nerd boy, and I love yes, him for it. Yes, such
0: a little nerd boy with the yes that his
2: Nana knit yes. for him. And I, I too remember the days of closeted nerddom. It really wasn't fun being a fan of quote unquote geeky shows like this back in that day. I get it. I yeah. suspect you were there too.
1: <laughs> I, I want to see David's uh, Doctor Who fanfic uh, collection.
2: <laughs> <laughs> me too. Me too. <laughs>
1: Well, what any uh, I don't know particularly order we want to go, but I mean, what struck you, uh, Jessica, about any anything that you learned new?
0: Oh, that I learned new.
1: And we sort of got David's uh, a little bit of his sort of history, acting mm-hmm. history, um, from Scotland to the BBC, and
0: uh, I didn't. I don't think I realized that he was what doing Hamlet while true. he was doing these specials. Is that right?
1: Was it? I think... I don't, I don't know. I remember it struck me that he was doing um, uh, Blackpool, and that's when he f- finally... Because I, I, when I'm watching these past things of David... Because I don't watch them in order. And so like but when you're watching Blackpool, which we've watched, is musical... Uh, actually, slightly musical David Tennant. He's lip-syncing musical David Tennant with mm-hmm. David Morrissey from The Next Doctor.
0: It's the weirdest shit huh? ever. It's so <laughs> bizarre. It's so weird.
1: Yeah, the American version is... Um, what was it called? Not Viva Las Vegas, but something close to that with um, Wolverine.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Hugh, Hugh Jackson?
1: Hugh Jackson. Basically, it's an Americanization of that with Hugh Jackson doing that. I can't remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, But hey.
0: If you get a chance. We we watched it. On YouTube. On YouTube. So yeah, yeah check out at least one episode of Blackpool.
1: Yeah, maybe when you're doing some okay. California fun stuff, um, put on Blackpool and on YouTube. and.
2: It'll okay. blow your mind. Blow your mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> but, you know, uh, occasionally but, I need my mind blown, so uh, I'll yeah. do that. Yeah,
1: but yeah, it was just interesting because I'd known that Casanova—that's when he met Russell, or when Russell cast him. And like I said, if you haven't watched Casanova yet, I forget what we watched on a Prime or Netflix. I mean, I'm watching Casanova, and I'm like, it's the tenth Doctor. Like he's like I think he has found that character. I mean, mm-hmm. there's you know it's Casanova stuff too, but uh, of course you could argue the sexiness question as far as bringing that to Doctor yeah. Who. Um, but like, I just see like, he has found a character so I just see when Russell's like, has his plan B? He's like, oh, I got a guy.
2: <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah, I didn't realize that there was such a quick turnaround with, between Eccleston and then Tennant, Realizing just how tight that had to all happen. Mm-hmm. You know, not experiencing it in real time. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you have a hit show with no lead anymore.
2: Yeah. So. Yeah. Problem. <laughs> well,
0: and I mean that was it was set up that way to an extent. Eccleston had a year contract, or you know, a one season contract, and so being a, a jobbing actor, he was going out getting the next gig. Sure, of up. course. And so yeah, then as you when do. It was a success he was like I, I got i got other things sorry
2: yeah, Trying to my, peace out yeah
1: my my joke um of course just i had to take a drink when we heard the word working class during the documentary uh,
3: <laughs> yes. my
1: joke is that like okay well you know chris was was northern let's go more north yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who do we have in scotland anyway um
2: right
3: but I don't, it, yeah,
2: when you told me way back when that, mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't know a thing about David Tennant. You told me mm-hmm. that he was Scottish. I didn't believe it because I'd only heard him with his Doctor Who accent.
3: What do you
1: think about hearing 17-year-old or however old he was, <gasps> David Tennant?
2: I loved that clip. I need to watch that show. <laughs>
1: what show was it? The one where he's the mentally oh, or right. the emotionally challenged. yes,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was it bipolar disorder yeah. or something like that? Mm-hmm. That looks really good. I want yeah. to watch that.
1: I just want to be a radio mm-hmm.
2: Guy. dJ yeah <laughs> I love that that was fantastic seeing little baby David
3: mm-hmm.
2: yeah I, with his I, spiky I, hair I mean just wow he has amazing hair yeah <laughs> he always has yep although again Matt Smith's got good hair
1: <laughs> yeah just in girl. his own way not a girl
2: <laughs> <laughs> I thought yeah you know I was a little taken aback by that line I just thought. Now, wait a minute, sir.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: what would be so wrong about being a girl? I hmm? just love the fact that his voice cracks on that line. <laughs> yeah. That little detail. <laughs> yeah. Now, I was not, I was a little surprised, more than anything, that uh, Tennant didn't readily accept the role mm. when it was offered until we got a little bit more background because the explanation makes perfect sense. I mean, he understood the gravity of what he was getting into. And it was wise of him not to take it lightly whatsoever. And yet, I'm so glad he took the opportunity mm. because, hello, if he would have passed it up, one, he would have regretted it for the rest of his yeah. life. But no. then, two, well, what would have happened to the show? Who would have stepped in? I mean, it just wouldn't have been the same. And he wouldn't be married.
3: <laughs> no. Our kids, you
2: uh, no. So, I mean, I really do believe, and it's such a cliche, that things happen for a reason, but they totally do. Even if you don't understand why they're coming full circle at the time. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, I wonder, I've never heard his thoughts about, like, you know, as a big fan, you know, did he ever ask Russell for anything? Like, can I have a Cyberman episode? You know, like, what what, you know, what... <laughs> what is he asking or bringing or is i mean or is he just enjoying every moment of course but like you know is there any part of him that's like could we this is a
3: thought
1: (laughs) other than i mean he got to do his costume they all get to do the costume though which but i always think that's funny i mean to me that's funny in doctor who because i just don't ever think of that in the american show where you're like you're building the show you cast the person the person's like let's work together it's like no you tell the person what they're gonna wear but like all every doctor who classic and new the actor gets to be like this is what i would like
0: Bloody socialism.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely loved the detail about the shoes and why David Tennant Mm. picked the Converse sneakers for for easier cosplay. That's genius. (laughs) And for Paul McCartney. yeah, Yeah. thoughtful.
1: Yeah, I won't say the specifics, but there's going to be a future doctor who will change the Sonic into something that's an everyday item. Because he's like, then anyone can do it. Who's also a big Doctor Who fan?
2: Is it just a regular old screwdriver? Because <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> um. if it is, I'm going to laugh. <laughs>
1: but yeah, yeah, and there is that that element of wanting to have, even though if, if it is or is not a kids show, we can argue that all day. But mm-hmm. the kids should be able to play it, you know, in the backyard with not much.
2: So yeah. I mean that really is genius, and that can come from only someone who had been there himself, who probably tried to put together some costumes in his day, and then the more everyday things that you can have, the easier it is for an average fan to put that together. That just that was genius, though. Yeah,
1: that's so cool. I, what'd you think? Because I know you haven't watched them, but I, what'd you think about the sort of the spinoff discussion
2: of Torchwood
1: and Sarah Jane? Oh. And, and...
2: well, okay, the whole. Canine and Company oh. 80s oh, yeah. spinoff dire. thing.
1: Wow. I, I don't know if that's on YouTube. Uh, you know, yeah.
2: even though we I haven't seen it, I time. think it's a good thing that Sarah Jane Adventures is the one that took off. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just say that. You're not a big fan of the side <laughs>
1: pony? Was that not? <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, man. Yeah, wow. That was something. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah I mean, just think... Having to run three shows at the same time, because um, I I, mean, I I think uh, Chris Chibnall was doing a lot of Torchwood work. I mean, as far as some of the writing, so I mean, but still to oversee to be the executive producer, I mean, three shows at the same time. I mean, sort of like when Aaron yeah. Sorkin was doing West Wing and uh, Sports Night yeah. at the same time. Like you're going to kill yourself, basically. Uh, I
2: mean, yeah, one way or the other. How are you sleeping at all? I mean, is it any wonder that cocaine was involved for Aaron Sorkin? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the only way you're getting through that. Yeah, Especially when you're
1: yeah. To write every episode, but yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, so really, I'm very grateful that Russell T. Davies stepped down when he did, knowing that this was not good. This was not healthy. Yeah, this was overwork at its highest level. And as much as it was sad to see him go, boy, I'm I'm glad he didn't work himself to death. That would have been much sadder.
3: Yeah
1: um so what'd you sort of think of the discussion of how each of the companions were introduced and the storylines um you know richard we love you there's a lot during this one that i was like i don't know about that richard i'm gonna disagree with you there Uh, um so okay a a lot of hot takes on richard's part yeah um okay well i don't you know this is open for all of it i mean the romance doesn't bother bother me i could like if you're a classic person i mean like, well i'm stereotyping so excuse me listeners i don't mean to stereotype but the classic lover of the classic character lover you know asexual no snogging in the tardis like 100 and and full stop and i can get that if you're like that and then you get rose you get you know you're like okay 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 this is, you know, not my Doctor Who. I mean, they're not saying that, but it's just like it's a whole new look at this. Like, you know, how I feel about, like, cursing in Star Trek. I don't like it. Um, but I, I'm an old funny <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um
2: What about double dumbass on you? <laughs> you
1: you're not using it correctly. Um, but anyway, uh, so, I mean, I I can get that. Um, so that, that was uh, one of his critiques. Another, like, he didn't like the Doctor Who, or the 10th Doctor Farewell. I'm like, I I love it. I like that.
2: I told him to shut his filthy mouth. That's what I was yelling at the television. Yeah. Honestly, I found what he called a tantrum very cathartic Mm -hmm. in that we were all, like, we all knew David Tennant was leaving. It had been announced. And it just, it hurt, man. And so to just have him yelling for a little while. Is it a little childish? Yeah, sure. But we're yeah. all kind of inwardly feeling that a little bit. Like, I don't want you to go, dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sad. I'm angry. I'm going to kick and scream, too. Let's just all have that moment. You know, it was it's, kind it's, of nice to have that on self-indulgent, screen. self-indulgent, but that's sure. okay.
3: Yeah. And I yeah. Think
2: it was, I think they could get away with it, you know? Yeah. As beloved as David Tennant was up to the show.
1: And I think that might just be 21st century storytelling, especially in Doctor Who, where, and again, this is a general statement, in classic Who, you don't get a lot of arcs for the Doctor. Mm. You know, they all have personalities. Uh-huh. Don't get me wrong. I mean, they're not just the same character. They all bring something. But in 21st century storytelling, you're going to get the internal dynamics a lot more coming out.
3: Sure. You know, not sure.
1: just acting inside. You're going to... It's going to come outside now in the yeah. 21st century. We want to... we yeah. the Audiences are more... Or writers are more likely to give, you know, what's he thinking? He's going to be angry. He's going to be sad. He's going to be, you know... Where,
2: yeah, it's like he's almost like... Audibly reading his internal monologue,
3: Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) if that makes sense, he's reading his comments section aloud for us. (laughs) I love the whole thing where poor David Tennant read the comments on message (laughs) boards and what have you, and how it started so positively at first, and then it was like ooh, and he's just hey, and I'm like David, don't ever read the comments,
1: Scottish doctor.
2: (laughs) That's rule number one. Yeah, Uh,
1: stupid. (laughs)
2: Yeah, (laughs) right. Oh my god. I every... hope Jody doesn't read the comments oh, either.
1: Yeah, I think she flicks her oh. ears off at him. Um, what yeah. about you, darling? Any other things that were covered in the documentary that popped out at you?
0: Again, I think you know whether it's hot takes or his perspective, and it may be his perspective as someone who grew up on the classic "Who," uh, but his his problems with the romances unrequited or requited, I have almost the opposite problem. Like, I was not crazy about the doctor or part of the doctor going off to be with Rose because I didn't see it as a romance, really. And so it felt a little abrupt to me. Um, And again, I think that is quite possibly just because I ignored it. (laughs) Um, You know, I think if I were looking for that... Then I would see it. And same thing with Martha's unrequited. You know, she says at some point fairly early on, and then I, it drops out of my brain. I, I'm, I'm not looking for romance. I'm not looking for her pining for him. And so I don't see it as much. Um, and so. Yeah,
2: I think I'm in the same boat as you where I'm not needing that in my story.
0: Yeah. And also, but also, like, You know, Richard clearly didn't need it either, but he was very antagonistic towards it. Whereas I was just like,
1: I don't know. It didn't really happen. (laughs) And then
0: just ignoring it.
1: And I think it's it's primarily the 10th doctor um, does snog everyone. I mean, that's valid. Um, But, uh, (laughs) you know, much you you don't. I'm going to say this and I believe this is true. You can correct me. He's the doctor that has the most, if at all, romance stories. I mean, I know you're going to say, but that's. A, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. And even that, though. Yeah.
1: Sorry. Uh, without, we're trying not to spoil. Yeah. We're trying <laughs> We're talking a couple speak now. Trying <laughs> hard not
0: to spoil for you. But we'll say the 11th that, doctor's
1: person, blah, 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 blah.
0: It, it is a romance, but at no point does it feel romantic. Or maybe Six. it's well, the opposite. Or, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's romantic, but at no point does it feel like a romance.
2: I'm not sure. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: But you know, okay, that could be
2: interesting because that's how I feel really with the Doctor and Rose, where mm -hmm. it it is a romance. Like there's love, but that's kind of where it starts and ends. Yeah, Um, like they're not going to have necessarily like we don't we're not going to see them having a sexual. Long-term partner type of relationship? No, we don't ever need to see that. Yeah,
1: because like say an episode like I forget what it's actually called, "The Girl Behind the Fireplace," whatever it's actually called. You know, that's a, that's a romance story for the Doctor, which I don't uh-huh. mind. I actually like it. It's a very nice episode. Demi- yeah, yeah. but I could get that people
0: period. Are like period. Yeah. I feel like it's romance because of the period it takes place in. It. Mm-hmm. And so it should yes. be swashbuckling and heaving bosoms and <laughs> horses, <laughs> horses and, and, yeah, it should yeah. be.
1: Madame de um, Pompier. Yeah.
0: yeah, so that, again, that doesn't, I don't go, ooh, he had a fling with the fireplace girl. I'm like, yeah, that, this tracks. And, and I
1: guess if you get to kiss Kylie, <laughs> I mean. I guess. That's...
0: I mean, you, you kiss Kylie. Yeah. The opportunity presents itself. You kiss Kylie. If the opportunity presents <laughs> itself, i kiss Kylie. You know, everybody else kiss Kylie.
2: <laughs> so are you saying, Philip, that David Tennant is sort of like the Captain Kirk?
1: Yes. Yes. Of the yeah, doctors? Yeah, yes. He's going to
2: get a little snog whenever he can?
1: Yeah. 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 I think he, uh, I mean, I'm not saying this personally, but I'm saying the way the character's done, acted, is the sexy doctor compared to the rest of them.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, it does fit in line, though, with his personality. He has a little more spunk. He is a little mm-hmm. more, I guess, willing to go out there and
3: mm-hmm.
2: be a little more unpredictable and it's a little more rough and tumble.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Whereas I feel like other doctors that I've seen so far, they're a little more reserved.
3: hmm
2: Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to get your impression <laughs> on that.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Richard work on the 11th I'm Doctor so era no. I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. But no, definitely a lot of work went into it. Because I don't even know how long this documentary was. It was very long. It, but that's, yeah. I, I don't say that in a bad way. Yeah, I just remember no, I mean. it was Because it's like, we're talking about David's career. I'm like, we haven't even started talking about Doctor Who yet. <laughs> yeah. No, it was yeah. like a
2: full-length yeah. documentary. Yeah. I mean, it the quality good. is that of what you would expect out of a network. Mm-hmm. It's so well done. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's uh, Richard's brilliant. Mm-hmm yeah um, he's really freaking good. I hope he's getting some kind of perk out of all of this, yeah. like either some financial reward or or something because this is beyond a labor of love,
0: yeah, and
2: it's just it's just so
0: thoughtful and interesting. you know it trips along really nicely. it's just yeah, yeah it's just yeah. yeah he
2: checks all the boxes. it's entertaining, it's thought provoking it's informative, it's well produced mm mm-hmm. he he's got it all, yeah.
1: Alright. Well, now Charis, your final, 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 final moment of saying goodbye to the tenant era. <laughs> no <laughs> <That's
2: not funny. laughs> Hey, I, I knew this was coming. It had to happen. Ah <sighs> yeah.
1: To all things there must be an ending.
2: <laughs> yes. By the way, I did spot a certain someone in the special thanks section for the documentary. <laughs> oh, yeah, I,
1: don't, I don't know who you're talking about.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yep. <laughs> yes yes that was, was good, good and letters. you know what's really cool mm-hmm. is with these being on youtube i'm going to go back when i'm looking for a little bit of n- nostalgia mm-hmm. i'm probably going to watch the recaps the reviews over necessarily restarting a whole season when i'd want just a bite mm-hmm. yeah yeah just a reminder and then i'm
1: able to be like oh i think I'll, I'll you know you'll see the episode clip You're like oh, I don't think i'll watch that episode yeah you know, it kind of gives you sort of like <laughs> flipping through it you just watch the whole document You're like, oh, I
2: yes or do, or do although i've reached a point of, Like there's enough time now where I really want to go back and I want to revisit the ninth Doctor, now that I've seen some of the 8th Doctor, and then go back and do it all again. I want to catch up, though, get up to speed, see the 11th and 12th Doctors, and then probably start going through it again because I know I've missed things. And knowing now the big plot points of these stories, I want to look for the small things that I couldn't have even looked to know Mm -hmm. in the first time through.
0: You need to start sending her children in need, Cliff. <laughs>
1: yes, yes, yes. Oh, goodness. Yeah. All right. Well, Char, <laughs> if anyone wants any of your hot takes from the 10th Doctor era, where can they find you?
2: <laughs> oh, if you're not sick of them yet, you can go on Twitter and you can at me at oh, the profanity.
1: Awesome. Well, darling. Yes, until, my love. Until next time, continue enjoying the Doctor's many adventures throughout Time and Space. This is BBC Television.